What's up guys? Welcome back to the Self Work podcast. I am your host Dr. Bundi, a psychiatrist, and I create content around mental health, wellness, and everything in between. So, we've just been doing a series on neurodiversity. What is being neurodivergent? You know, that whole thing. If you've not watched the ep- the two episodes before this, please watch because it's kind of like a continuum. Um and today I'm joined by somebody who I um, really look up to. I love their content. Um, Tabby. Hi. Hello. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Tabby is, I don't, you're, I don't even want to put you in a box and say like your content is this or that. I'll let yeah. you introduce yourself. Please tell the people what you do. Okay. So mm. hi everyone. Hi. My name is Tabby. <laughs> sorry. Um, and um, how do I say? I'm still struggling with describing myself and who I am mm. um, without saying I'm a mother and a wife and a, you know these kind of boxy things. Um, yeah, so let's just say I'm mm. just a human navigating yeah. this world yeah. and um, doing my best. You're so pretty. Thank you. And it's like it runs in your family. <laughs> First of all, that is unfair genetics. What is going on? It was just a lucky, lucky mix, you know. Oh Sometimes my. just happen. I saw, I saw a video of, uh, well, your mom, and I was just like... Oh. People say that Sage looks exactly like my mom. I see. And I feel so bad. Um, okay. Although we, also, <laughs> although we also look alike a lot, yes. me and my mom, so it's like, we just all... We I just see it, I see yeah. it. I mean, but your family on the creativity side, the, you guys are winning, well <laughs> done. You. But if you guys, um, maybe let me narrow it down a little bit. Tebby is doing a lot of content on... Her, I think lifestyle and yeah. put you in lifestyle, but the way that she lives life is so unapologetically her. Like she's not copying anyone. It's so authentic. I love it. Um, but the reason we are here is because a year ago you posted an an IG live that, like I watched and I was like, oh, this is brilliant, and it was on ADHD, and. I think that there are not a lot of people who know that they have ADHD as adults, yeah. right? So basically, Tebby has ADHD. She's an, um, a person who has ADHD and was diagnosed in adulthood. Yes. Right? Yes. So I've always said that ADHD is not a disease. We have, th- those minds are beautiful. Mm. They're just different. So maybe you can tell us when you started to feel a bit different. Yeah. Mm. Um, I don't think there was a start. I think it was birth. I've always felt different in some way. Um, yeah, I've always realized that I'm just quirky and I just thought it was a personality trait. Like, okay, so I'm a bit different from everyone else and that's just how I am. All the way from childhood up to my adult years, high school, uni, everywhere. And people used to comment and be like, you're really weird, but I like it. Like, mm-hmm. I like that you're so, you're just yourself. Like, there's nobody else like you. I just, yeah, you're very different. So I get it a lot. I see it in myself a lot, but I didn't know that it was, like, something. I didn't know it meant something. Yeah, so that, it was always. Is that okay. answer? Yeah. In what ways, then, maybe, can I ask, yeah. were you different? Or were you, that's, that's Tebby, that's a Tebby yeah, thing. Yeah. yeah. In what ways were you different? I think, for me, it was always a thing of, People were always like, you're, you're not afraid to just do or be or say anything. You're like, you're just, I'm not scared. Like, I just, like, this is just how I am. And I don't really have any, 
you know, mm. it's not oops, it's just, that's just, yeah, that's mm. how I am. Okay. <laughs> yeah, versus I think mm. other people were kind of, you feel that pressure of like, oh, I don't want people to see me a certain way. Mm. So you kind of don't do what maybe you wanted to do. But I just have never had that feeling. I think that's such a beautiful thing because <laughs> for me, I went through my 20s living a life where I'm like, who was that girl? <laughs> so I really look up to people who are just unapologetically mm. them. I love that. Yeah. But I think now, obviously, I have to ask, so when did you finally decide that, okay, this is not now quirkiness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need help. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it was more like not on the social side. It was more of like work and, you know, these places where you have to be a particular way. Um, and I was just finding that I was struggling. The What triggered me to get checked is now struggling at work because I was like, why are things that are way easier for everyone else so difficult for me to carry through to the end? So at the beginning when the project is really exciting, I'm like, yeah, oh my gosh, I can do this. This is an idea. And then um, as soon as I feel like, okay, I feel like I've reached my saturation of knowledge of this thing, I don't want to do it anymore. And you can't do that with work because like, you have to finish the project. Who's mm. going to finish the project, you mm. know? So I realized that was happening over and over and over again. And obviously it started to concern me like, okay, so what's my future in the workplace if I'm not having the drive to finish, to see the end of a project? And that's, you know, that's what work is. Mm. <clears throat> So um, then I started to remember that I had struggled with similar things at school throughout my school life. So I was like, hmm, maybe I should um, revisit kind of. And I had this long report I had gotten at, um, in my third year of uni when I went to get checked for um, dyslexia and dyspraxia. And they were like, actually, it seems like you do have um, dyslexia and a high chance that you have ADHD as well. So. They gave me learning support and they gave me a really, really long report mm -hmm. um, talking about how I behaved during the interview or the test and then um, the things I did. And they were like, okay, so she has a very high level of intelligence, but her working memory is like nearly zero. So it doesn't show, like it's just like, so she's smart, but there's no way mm -hmm. to, and that's literally what is in all my reports. She's smart, but if she would sit down and, and stop talking to everybody in class, she might get better grades. Um, so effort was always like zero, oh, effort was always like a D or an E, and my grade would be like a B or an A, and they'd be mm. like, I don't understand how you got that, mm. because you're never, <clears throat> you never sat down, you don't do homework, you don't, like you're just not functioning like a normal student. Mm. So, um, so all these things, I, I was just like, okay, so if there's a chance that I have ADHD, maybe, maybe I should get checked. Mm. And um, I just did the research. I'm very good at researching. <laughs> you hyper-focused, I'm sure. Yes, I'm like, I can figure out exactly where to go. Mm. And I found out. Um, I just went to the hospital and I went to the, to the reception. And this is another thing. Like, I think this was a very ADHD thing. You just go to the reception and be like, I need to be assessed for ADHD. Like, what, where do I go? You can know? I tell you, in my line of work, yeah. it happens all the time. Yeah. Most most, peop, most adults with, with ADHD yeah. will come and tell you, I think I have ADHD. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So I just went and they were like, okay, we can get you assessed. And that's now where I got my assessment and mm. eventually my diagnosis. Mm. Yeah. How did it feel getting like a name for it? That, okay, now you have yeah. ADHD. Yeah. Honestly, it was very mixed. Mm. Um, it felt terrible that I had spent my whole life kind of with the lower hand or like mm. people had almost like a like a head start but from behind 
And I was just living like that my whole life and without any support. And I could have gotten support. There could have been a name. Mm. And I just also felt like the teachers, the people in my life let me down. Because mm. it was like you could see I had all these things that I was struggling with. And they all led to something. Mm. But nobody stood up and was like, maybe, maybe she's struggling get... with this, you yeah. know. Yeah, so I felt really bad about that. But then I also felt like relief. Like I was just like, okay, finally I have a name mm. for it. Mm. And I can finally try something or do something that can help me wow. cope a bit better. Oh, so that wow. was exciting. <laughs> I, I like the way you've described it, like the, the mixed feelings. Yeah. So let's, let's tell us a little bit about Little Tebby. Yeah. Um, I know that girls mostly are inattentive, yeah. ADHD. Yeah. Whereas boys tend to be hyperactive. And yeah. that's why girls are misdiagnosed yes, a lot. Yes, yeah. Um, so with girls, it'll present as daydreaming, you know, and that like a teacher might not, uh, pick it up. Whereas hyperactive ADHD, like you will see that child who can't sit still. So where was Tebby? Was, was Tebby somewhere in between? <laughs> I was both and I was diagnosed with both actually. Yeah. But you can't so actually. I was all over the place as a child in my mind and physically, like I couldn't sit still. I was, you know, I, I did all the sports because I could not, <laughs> I couldn't miss any opportunity to just be outside and like moving my body. I couldn't. Mm. So I was on all the teams, um, couldn't sit down in class. Mm. Even when I was home, I was always outside trying new things, looking for things, investigating. Like I was just that child mm. all over the place, hyper, mm. very inattentive, all of it. Okay. <laughs> so I can see how that can be hard for a teacher. Yeah. Because all they want to do is do their job, yes, teach, yes. but then there is this student who needs a little bit extra. Yeah. Okay, so, but that's still no excuse. I yeah. just feel maybe in this country especially, I don't yeah. know if you studied here. I did, yeah. I think maybe we just need to empower teachers a little bit yeah. more. To you know? see the telltale signs. Yeah. To see the signs. Yeah. All right. Um, I feel now we're here, you know you have ADHD. Yeah. So I guess for me as a professional, the next conversation is always... Do you want to be on medication? Yeah. Because that's a super controversial topic. Yeah. Because to be honest, ADHD is not a disease. Again, you know, your mind is different. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But still, it can really take from you. Yeah. So which side do you lie on? Team medication or no? <laughs> team no medication? <laughs> so currently, I am taking medication. Mm. Um, and thanks for telling us that. Yeah. Mm. No worries. So um, I am taking medication every day when I'm working. Like today I'm not on medicine, so I might be a bit... Um, <laughs> you and that's myself. fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even on my wedding day I didn't take medication because I like, just want to be the completely unadulterated version of myself. Just How was that? Not being on meds on your wedding day? Um, it, was, it was me. Like I was just me. And it was who my husband met when he met me. So <laughs> that's who we got on the wedding day. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Okay, maybe let me shift this a bit more. Yeah. Still on the medication point, yeah. but like now because you're a mom, yeah. um, some kids need meds. Think of little Tebby. Do yeah. you, do, are you a proponent of kids being medicated, or you're like yeah. you would want yeah. it to 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 wait? So for me, I think as a child, I I definitely would not have gone for the medication route. I think even now, mm -hmm. I think I'm on medication now because I, it's it's an excitement. Like I can't believe I can actually get things done and be able to be a functional human most of the time. So that's exciting to me. So it's just mm -hmm. like a, I love this experience now. Mm -hmm. I am still working with a psychologist to 
build strategies that help me, you know, carry me outside the time that I'm on medication. Because I don't use medication on the weekend, I don't mm -hmm. use, but I realize that even the habits I build when I'm on medication, they carry me like on the weekend. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they're just these little habits that become a part of you and have become part of your routines. Mm -hmm. So um, I wouldn't, for a child, um, I'd try more, you know, trust strategies that they can, you mm. know, build on schedules, that kind of thing. Yeah. Which actually helped me a lot when I was on my medication. Mm. I was, I'm a really big list person, so I make really detailed lists. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's a hyperfixation of mine. So mm -hmm. even when I'm going to the supermarket, yeah, I, I make a list according to like the areas of the supermarket we go through. Wow. So broken down in like by section. <laughs> it's yeah. a bit extreme, but it's it really makes me feel a, a lot more confident when I'm going out. Because mm. if I don't, then I'm just like, I must have forgotten something. I didn't write down this. I didn't, I'm not sure. I have to keep, you know, going up and down the supermarket instead mm. of just going like one way. Even on holiday, I make a really detailed itinerary. On, literally, I count every minute. This wow. from from 8.45 to 8.50, we are resting in mm. the room as you walk towards. Just yeah, Did you have to learn that? No. It was just something that I became so obsessed with. I just kept doing it and it just, okay, this works better. Mm. So I make the subtitles on this part and this, like, it was just... <laughs> Practice. Wonderful. <laughs> so tell us a bit more about these habits that help you cope. Because yeah. I, I agree with you. I don't think the medicine is going to is, is like a cure. Yeah. So therapy is a big part of it, yeah. and especially modifying behavior. Yes. So you talked about lists. Um, yeah. What What else? Like in terms of habits, yeah. have you had to or, or tools? Yeah. Yeah. Let's call them tools. Yeah. Mm. Um. I also involve like my family a lot in my planning or like my day mm. so that it's like we are all kind of working mm. on things together. Exercising helps a lot. I no cannot way. say that I'm committed enough to do it mm. as much as I need, mm. but um, when I exercise, it helps a lot. All right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And also, mm. coffee. <laughs> no way. I can, in fact, when you were talking with um, the previous um, person, mm. I was just like, she was saying that, you know, taking coffee to in the day, I could literally have coffee now and go to sleep in five minutes. Oh, I can have, if I have coffee now in the afternoon, I won't sleep at night. So I guess we, are, we would be a different. Yeah, yeah, I would, I can very easily sleep after coffee. Wow. It almost doesn't affect me. Yeah. But if I have a few cups, if I'm not having um, my medis medication that day, maybe I have a few cups of coffee and I'm a, it bit, helps yeah, I'm a bit more focused than I yeah, oh, <laughs> you mentioned your family. Yeah. Are there ways you feel like your ADHD sometimes not rubs people the wrong way, mm. but like affects real relationships? Yeah. Mm. Um, I think the aspect that of ADHD that affects us the most mm. is the um, the sensitivity. I think I'm very sensitive. That. Yeah. Um, to criticism, to just negative feedback, if I can say. So, um, yeah, so it's difficult to take feedback nicely or, like, not feel bad about it. Obviously, I, can t I take it nicely, mm. but I feel, like, really bad. Like, I'm just like, I can't believe I'm this person. I can't believe I did that. Like, why have I done that? And so it, like, it gets in my head and it, like, eats me up for a long time. Mm. So that and, like, the forgetfulness, obviously, it's just like I literally told you <laughs> 10 minutes ago. Yeah. And so you know, why wasn't it done? So, yeah, those are the kind of things that yeah. make it a bit tough. 
Actually, what sh uh, she was mentioning, there is there's a term for it. It's called rejection-sensitive mm -hmm. dysphoria. Yeah. So people with ADHD tend to be more sensitive to any kind of negative feedback, yeah. you know, negative criticism, yeah. rejection. Yeah. It, it can take you on a spiral of, oh, my God, I'm yeah. not good enough. Yeah. So uh, I, I like that. So was it a, a process where your family had to also be educated about... Yeah. To, to understand you, yeah. do you have to go through something like that? So when I got that first assessment with the dyslexia um, department at my uni, mm. I informed my family and they were like, oh, that's really interesting. Mm. Um, but it wasn't like a big deal. So I was at the end of my degree, like I had already got it, I had got it. <laughs> <laughs> it was too late, too little, yeah, too late. So, yeah. um, so at that point, there was not much conversation or like interest in it. Mm. Um, but this second time last year when I got my diagnosis, um, mm. What one of the questions that the psychologist asked me was, do you think there's anyone in your family who has ADHD? And I was like, 1,000% yes. My mom is 100% mm. ADHD. Mm. So um, when I was telling my dad about it, he was like, oh yeah, those symptoms really do sound like mom. Mm. And, um, and yes, yeah, so I think now they've been interested and have been learning a bit more about it, which is really helpful. Mm. Same with my husband. He's also trying to learn, like, it's new. It's definitely, like, it definitely feels like it could be anything because it's like, of course everyone struggles with that's the thing. Everybody thinks it's yeah. like abstract, exactly. but it's a very specific set yeah. of things that you go exactly, through. Exactly, exactly. Mm. So it's one of those things that's kind of sometimes difficult to really like understand or like take on. Or and it can look like an excuse. Exactly. Oh, I forgot. Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. late. You're oh, always forgetting, right? Very convenient. Time blindness. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, mm. and also, I think for me, I've developed like some things that really I do so like when I'm going somewhere I make sure I'm there like an hour in advance like mm. I just try and be places really early so mm. I'm, I'd rather sit for an hour mm. than show up late and not mm. be and not have time to kind of take in the environment mm. a bit better you know let's talk about that a little bit yeah. actually I like that you said um, when you had the conversation people understood because sometimes I struggle in my profession yeah. explaining it to parents yeah that because most no, times, no, no. Yeah, yeah, parents will bring in their child because they're not reading, they're yeah. not focusing on KCC, yeah. Yeah. you know. And by the time oh, I tell them, look, this is a disorder, yeah. they're just like, what are you talking about? Yeah. This thing just needs discipline. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm appreciative or uh, I'm happy for you that you have the support that yeah. you need. Yeah. Because it's so tough sometimes telling parents that it's, it's more than just, this yeah. person is not lazy, yeah. you know. Yeah. So I'm happy for you that yeah. you went through that journey. I think one thing I'd like to kind of find out before we even go further yeah. is if, if okay, I'm, I'm not a, a prophet of doom. Yeah, it's okay. But uh, we know and love your daughter, yes. right? And this runs in the family, we yeah, said. Yeah. How prepared do you feel for the journey if she's a neurodivergent yeah. child yeah i'm trying to be really yeah i know you know i don't know i, I hope i'm not offending you <laughs> no 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 it's fine yeah. Yeah, yeah are you prepared for if she ends up with a diagnosis yeah. as well um so for me mm. the the way i see the world i think that literally everybody's on the scale of neurodivergence everyone so there's some of us who struggle with certain things others struggle with other things others struggle with other things so it's just a big Scale. I agree. Yeah. So she's she's definitely somewhere on that scale. How mm. much help or support she might need from us, from doctors, from you know, 
psychologists, teachers, that's all up for. Mm. I am ready. Always I, ready. You know what? Denial is something that's really affecting a lot of parents because yeah. they feel, and I, and I get them, they feel that once you're given the label, yeah. it's like, this you've, is it. This is it. Mm. My child is on medication. And, yeah. and that's not the point. The point is to what you said. Yeah. Like, let's figure it out. Yeah. 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 I love that. I love that. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, I just wanted to ask about stigma because that's something that some people go through. I know yeah. you had a loving, supportive family. Yeah. But are there moments you've been stigmatized yeah. for? Um, the reality is it is tough. And like we were saying, the mm. symptoms for this um, disorder are very... It's easy to mistake them for somebody's just not wanting to do certain thing. Like you can tell someone, I really do want to do thing X Y Z, but I am not able. <laughs> I am not able. I don't have the facilities. I, yeah, I just I simply don't know. Yeah. I don't know why. I can't. I can't. Like they are both there, the desire is there, but I just can't. And then also explain to somebody that you went on a research spree all night. What does that mean? Why? Why did you do that? You know. So. Um, I think it's taken a lot of getting used to, like the people around me and like even at my workplace. I'm very lucky to have a boss who has ADHD. Wow. And whose lucky. symptoms present nearly exactly like mine. So we're nearly always just like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, together. <laughs> so it's really cool and I'm really grateful for that. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm in the places in the spaces where it's important, mm -hmm. I'm able to at least navigate it with people who are understanding. Mm -hmm. In social circles, I have um, I talk over people a lot, I interrupt people a lot, I talk over talk like um, you know, your brain is just moving so quickly and everything. So you come the, out the quickly. The point has to and come out. Everything has to come out. So I'm talking very quickly, saying a lot of things. Um, I kick myself afterwards, but nobody ever mm. comes out and is like, you're a bit, you're a bit hyper. Is everything mm. okay, you know? Mm. Yeah, it's it's more of just taking on like, oh. You different. are blessed. <laughs> Actually, yeah. uh, thank you for bringing up the social side yeah. of ADHD because it's not about just focusing, yeah. motivation. Yeah. Some people struggle to maintain friendships. Yeah. Um, because as you said, you know, like I want to meet up with you for brunch. Yeah. I do, but I, I, I can't, like I, I can't. It's, it's just not working. It's not working. And then also, you know, the lateness, the yeah. this and that. Yeah. Have you, how, how have your friends handled having a friend with yeah. ADHD? Yeah, um, honestly, I think it's very, been very appreciated. Um, I think when I, the more I talk, people are just, like my friends at least, are very, um, they love to hear from me. Like, you know, when somebody loves you, everything you say to them is, mm. you know, I like this. Like, mm. I want to hear more from you. I want to talk to you more. Mm. So in that sense, it's not been bad. Mm. I have actually never been, like, a late person. Oh, you don't, you don't, you're struggling. I have never with struggled with lateness. Well done. Yeah, so well I, I think because of knowing that I have this tendency mm. to be late. Actually, my mom was always late for everything. Mm. So I guess it was that fear of, like, I don't want to become this mm. late person like my mom. Mm. So I was always there, like, very early so that I have no chance of being <laughs> Love it. Yeah. I mean, I love the support. Yeah. And I love how everybody's like, okay, lucky. supportive. Yeah. All right, guys, we are, we can sit here and talk. Well, you, I know you can tell when I really like a guest. So I can sit here and talk with her forever. But I do want it to be a super long episode. Besides, you can catch Tebi uh, on her platforms. I'll I'll make sure to put her handles and everything because she shares, you don't share much about the ADHD, right? Yeah. But 
I, I love how, you know, how you show up unapologetically yeah. in the world. Yeah. You're teaching me a lot of things. <laughs> thank you. And so I just want to thank you for sharing your story and yeah. for just, just keep showing up, you know? <laughs> yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah, so guys, this is the end of our episode. If you've made it this far, please subscribe because... I mean, that's how you get to know when we bring you fire guests like Tebby. Um, but yeah, thank you for watching and I will see you on the next episode. Yes. Bye. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Yeah.